This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name's Daryl and you're tuned in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. An infusion of a new breed of athletes and experienced professionals will be on display starting this weekend at the postponed 2022 Hangzhou Asian Games in China, which is the second largest multi-sport event in the world after the Olympics, but also this year, the joint second largest edition of the Asian Games to be held, where a total of 40 sports will be played with 481 gold medals up for grabs. The Malaysian contingent is set to compete with a total of 289 athletes which will compete across 22 sports, down from 417 at the 2018 Palembang edition. With 27 medals set as the target, together this week with 22-13's Harish Dio, we're going to dive deeper into each medal prospect while assessing the importance of the Asian Games, especially in the lead-up to the Paris Olympics. The importance of Asian Games is simply undeniable. As you rightfully pointed out, it's the second largest multi-sporting event in the world. Mm-hmm. And for certain sports, it is pretty much the um, the, the highlight or the Olympics. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Um, and we've got quite a number of uh, big names from the region, from the Asian region. So the Asian Games also provides a barometer of uh, where our athletes stand before uh, as you rightfully pointed pointed out, the mm. uh, next biggest assignment would be the Paris Olympics. Yep. So this games in Huangzhou would be a kind of like an indicator, perhaps um, slightly uh, less than a year ahead of uh, the Paris Olympics, uh, where we stand, what can we do mm. for the final uh, shot at uh, podium finish if not glory Mm, mm. yeah yeah, it's a great preparation to the games but also it's a litmus test for Mm. those especially under the RTG program isn't it yeah indeed I mean uh, look the the RTG program as the stakeholders have said is is just merely a top up uh, program so I think uh, it boils down to back to the existing program which is um, the podium program Mm -hmm. so this would be a good test to see um, what has been done over the past Ever since the podium program was uh, initiated, yep. um, what progress we've made, mm. um, what mm. changes uh, have, have taken place, mm. and how these changes have affected um, the performance and the uh, the performance of the athletes. Mm, for sure. Yeah. And speaking about the athletes, uh, taking us back to 2018, we sent 417 yeah. uh, athletes. This time around, you're sending 289 across 22 mm. sport. Mm. Um, what are your initial thoughts on Malaysia's representations and more of the cut down? Uh, I mean, sport coming in and out of the games, but what are your initial thoughts? And also, I know previously you had uh, some gripes with officials, mm-hmm. you know, a large group of officials as well, right? Well, I'm glad this time around we don't see a large group of officials compared to um, the previous games. That's Palimba. number one. Yep. 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 And number two, um, I would prefer quality over quantity at any time. Mm. Um, you know, if, even if you send 200 or 100 or even 10 uh, athletes, if they come back with 10 gold medals, I mean, that itself is a win. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think it's uh, high time Malaysia starts uh, looking at sports where we can um, achieve excellence mm. at such uh, events and concentrate on that sports, mm. on, th- on those sports. Um, there's no one country in the world that dominates all sports, so to speak. Uh, yes, they are good at multiple sports, but not all. Mm. Mm. So it's high time that we, too, um, adopt that, that philosophy and yeah. start uh, targeting which are the sports that we want to partake in, at what level, 
and uh, yeah, and then the most important thing is to achieve, um, you know, the uh, gold medals, to achieve uh, the personal best, to achieve uh, the records. Mm. I think that that is progress. Yeah, for sure. Quality yeah. over quantity. Uh, speaking of medals, Harish, we have 27 medals set as a target and uh, this came out, this piece of news came out last week, uh, end of last week and perhaps controversially, uh, no specific targets as in um, no targets as to how many gold medals, just 27 medals all across the board. Uh, the reason they gave is to avoid putting unnecessary pressure on athletes. Um, this is quite unprecedented. The first time in decades this has been done. Uh, what do you make of it? Uh, this has been a subject of uh, a debate mm -hmm. even when other countries initiate such um, a move. Yep. I remember when Singapore said this um, at the SEA Games and they went like, um, they too are not going to have um, a gold medal target yep. but an overall uh, medal target mm. and they too invited criticism from their, um, you know, from, from the, within their backyard. But uh, some people say that it's good because of the, as you said earlier, unnecessary pressure. Now, uh, the question about unnecessary pressure is that you see, the, the difference between athletes and you and I, Daryl, mm -hmm. is that they're just a special breed. Mm. And pressure is part and parcel of their game. So if we are to say these days that, you know, um, athletes cannot withstand pressure, then, you know, what makes them different than us? Mm. Mm. Just the skills? Mm. That, that's, that's a conversation that we, you know, many people will have their opinions about. But um, the way I look at it, medal targets are there because to set to, to set KPIs mm. yeah mm. Um, now a lot has been invested including taxpayers money so people will want to know what, what's the returns what, what are yeah. the returns because mm. the same money can be used I've said this repeatedly I know you're going to be bored with me with this but the same money can be used for healthcare for schools for, for roads you know mm. but why are we spending it on these athletes mm. why because they can achieve excellence and in return they can inject a sense of patriotism a sense of unity and, and it's part of the nation building process mm. yes if they come back with a goal or even a you know fighting silver medal mm. yeah mm. Uh, but uh, anything less is not expected from them. Yeah, yeah. So when you have, once again, I'm not saying there's right or wrong. People have their own opinions, the decision makers. You know, I'm pretty sure some people will say that they have learned from the uh, lessons uh, seen at the uh, last SEA Games, sea whereby, games yep. <clears throat> whereby I remember on this show and on the other shows as well, I said that the figure itself from the very beginning was flawed. 40 gold medals. It was flawed mm. from the beginning. Mm, mm. Yeah? yeah. Um, simply because of the same excuses they used. Um, the, some certain spots were dropped and so forth. And so naturally, when spots are dropped, the medal count would definitely be lower, correct? Yeah. That's yeah. logic, no rocket science. But yet, they thought they knew best and suddenly it changed to a different conversation whereby uh, political instability and yada yada da. I remember and, that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I think <laughs> we all remember that. Pretty recently, yeah. Correct. So, um, look, we don't want to hear those kind of excuses. I really hope that after this, another postmortem is done and mm. uh, political mm. instability will not be used as <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of the excuse. Mm. Uh, but having said that, yeah, um, we need the medal target as part of the KPI. Um, yes, other nations um, are not doing so with the medal targets, mm. but uh, let's be reminded that other nations have got different landscapes, uh, different approaches, mm. and we don't have to mimic them. We have to 
follow what 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 is suitable for us. Mm. If you think if the athletes themselves are saying that no, we don't want the pressure and so forth and so on, um, then you got to ask yourself: Are they truly ready for the big big games? Yeah, but like you mentioned, you know, if this is something as a president said that moving forward mm. we will act, we will do this all the time. Do you think this will is a in better comma safe way to set KPIs? I don't think so. I don't think so because. Um, Look, the decision makers can can say whatever they want. At mm. the end of the day, the results matter. Yep. Look, they can come back with 29, 30, and I hope they do with more medals. Of course, yeah? we all do. We, yeah. we, we, I really mm. hope they do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we, we need to look, we need to analyze those medals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are they truly uh, medals to be uh, proud about? Because I believe that right now, um, we have become so accustomed to playing second fiddle, mm. playing bridesmaid mm. in most uh, competitions that we are celebrating those kind of victories instead of the real victories, instead of being right at the top of the podium. Have it, haven't you realized that? Mm. You know, it's like coming out second or even losing in the semifinals is something to be cheered about mm. Mm. rather than actually winning while other nations are progress, have progressed and they're moving forward. Mm. Mm. So I think this attitude itself will actually set us back uh, 10 to 15 years mm, mm. the drive is no longer there speaking of the drive Harish yeah. uh, before we get into the specific uh, sport that will uh-huh. be at the Asian Games and potential uh, medal sport um, a bit of talking points uh, we are not sending a football team this year for the first time since 1998 Bangkok it's actually a decision that's made earlier in the year right mm. um, in your opinion right decision not to send uh, to be very honest I think it's a damn good <laughs> decision and the reason is simply because we're not of that standard. Mm. So why bother sending a team? And we're, and this will be the under 23s, right? And <coughs> football is not a one a person's game, yeah? Mm. You know, you're going to send the whole team there. It's a whole lot of resources, a whole lot of energy yeah. for something that you know we're going to be bashed, we're going to be humiliated, mm. you know, and, and come back and for what? So I rather the football team actually look at tournaments um, within their reach, within their standards, within their level of play and start working towards. I think when it comes to football and other sports related to football, mm. uh, we need to take a step back and start all over again. Because mm. otherwise, um, we'll be just disappointed with the heartaches over and over and over again. Mm. If there's a complete reset, I think this is part of the reset. Mm. The start of something new. Yeah. So, you know, stop dreaming big. It's it's a sport which is only... It, it's it's a typical Jago Kampung sport whereby it's celebrated here. You know, everyone gets excited here. But beyond... Even at the SEA Games level, we struggle. So, yeah, I think it's right that we get it sorted at the SEA Games level and be consistent, at least at that level. Mm. Like how the Thais and the Vietnamese have... Uh, been consistent at the SEA Games mm. and then from there we can start dreaming about playing the Asian Games and, and you know mm. in any other major tournaments mm. Speaking of sports that are close to our heart no bowling this year Harish no, that's, that's quite sad to be honest it has robbed the national contingent of gold medals yeah, two, three least, maybe, yeah. perhaps mm. you know mm. quite sad I feel for the bowlers um, it, it's one of those sports where they can actually shine yeah, and, and bring honours Mm. So yeah, it's 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 quite a sad, uh, uh, sad way <laughs> to not participate in in, in no, the I, tournament. I, I thought yeah. China would be pretty big on bowling actually, but I guess not. Mm. I mean, God <laughs> knows why. <laughs> uh, another mm. sport that um, we might get a good outcome of is sepatakro. We won the goal in 2018. However, that year in Palembang, Thailand heavyweights Thailand didn't compete. Correct. Um, 
can we defend our goal at Sepatakro this year? But let's look at the sea games where we lost um, the Ragu and Team Ragu to Thailand in the finals. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So the Thais would definitely want to, um, you know, continue that uh, being on that high mm. uh, on, on that momentum. It's 50-50 to be honest. Mm. Uh, anything can happen. Uh, lessons learned from sea games, perhaps you know, will translate into something different. So mm. yeah. That was 2213's Harish Dio as this week we are previewing the upcoming Asian Games. Stay tuned for more. This is Banan on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl and this is Banan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. This week, together with 2213's Harish Dio, we've been previewing the Asian Games starting this weekend, picking out medal prospects and also scooping in on specific events that our national contingent might excel in. Now, one of the biggest prospects for gold medal is in squash, where, and especially the men's and women's individual event, Ng Yang Yao and Siva Sangari leads the charge, and especially for Siva Sangari in particular, it will be a redemption story after her serious car accident put on the injury table last year. Without a doubt, the squash team has shown so much of progress. Um, not only the seniors, but the juniors as well. Yeah, yeah? the juniors, yeah. So it's definitely a sport that has not disappointed. Mm. Um, you know, I know some people are still harping about the, the Nicole David days, but look, this is a new set of team, new era. And I think um, the squash players, you rightfully pointed out, Ian Yao, Siva Sangari. Oops, pretty fact, young in their own right. Yeah. I'm rooting for both of them, yep. um, even more so for Siva Sangari, simply due to that, you know, that whole rise to, you know, from, from an accident yeah. to now. Yeah. So, yep. but her, I, th- I think her, her biggest uh, threat will still be um, the player from Hong Kong, Chan Sik Yuk. Mm. So, mm. but you know what? Um, I really true hope for that fairy tale ending for our squash players. Yeah, we all do. Uh, yeah. And you talked about, you know, the next generation after these two who are leading the charge. You know, you have the experience, Rachel Arno, yeah. who's been in the game for a long time. However, she'll be playing her maiden Asian games in mm-hmm. China. Uh, also, the Asman sisters, right? Aifa Asman right. and Ira Asman. Right. The next generation of squash really is looking good. Post Nicole David. Yeah, indeed. And uh, it boils down to, you know, a good development program. So mm. you will never it's go wrong you if you, yeah. you... You will never go wrong if you invest in the grassroots and you should learn from the guys from squash. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yep, that's all that's needed to be yeah. said. Uh, move on to diving now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tabita, no Tabita, she had an injury, yeah. so she's unlikely to ta- participate in the synchronized event. Mm-hmm. However, individual events she'll be there. Panalila Rinong, on the other hand, didn't win a medal in 2018. Can we pull off a surprise in the backyard of, you know, diving heavyweights, China? It's going to be quite difficult, to be honest. I mean, you know how... Um, the Chinese divers, yeah, um, yeah, super young, mm-hmm. super impressive, um, superhuman. <laughs> <laughs> you said it right. So, yeah, I mean, diving is going to be really tough. I mean, not to disrespect uh, Dabita even Panelila, they're good, mm. they're great, mm. you know. But um, the Chinese div- divers from China are different, uh, you know, breed altogether. Mm. I really do hope for that miracle. Um, I think we can hopefully achieve that podium finish, you know, and, and I think it's a redemption for Panelala as well. For sure, yeah? redemption, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, and, and, you know, she's towards the tail end of her career and she would want to start making, you know, that those comebacks and those bang, big bangs, yeah? Mm. So, mm. yeah. Um, be a perfect swan song, right? Asian Games, correct, then the Olympics. Correct, next correct. Year. So, yeah, I mean, um, 
rooting for the divers, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, although we do have newly minted uh, as national assistant coach, Datuk Leong Manyi. Do you think that she'll provide that that lift in terms of you know international experience and also team morale? Yes, she would. And I hope that, um, you know, um, being a new mother, her baby luck will come into play, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, with the blessings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so, hopefully, hopefully, um, those pointers would actually work. I mean, she's been there. Mm. Uh, she's even participated with the with, with two of them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, she knows them in and out. Mm. Uh, I mean, any pointers would be great. From from Manyi. So yeah. That's diving at the Asian Games. Move on now to hockey. Flying high, a gold medal for the Speedy Tigers would mean automatically mean an Olympic ticket. However, heavyweights India, South Korea, Japan stand in the way. Harish, how do you think we'll fare in hockey? No, as far as I'm concerned, our hockey players are of that level. Yes. They are of world class level. Definitely. And to be very honest with you, I do not expect anything less than a gold medal from them. Ooh. That those that that is how highly how high I rate them. Mm. They have the cap- capabilities. They have um, the, the the motivation. I think Arul has done a decent job. I, I mean, decent is uh, downplaying it. I think he's done a great job with the team. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, you know, to the hockey boys, if they are listening, look, that's how much I rate you guys. Don't let Harish down. <laughs> no, 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 not me. But don't let Malaysia down yes, because yes. you guys have got a perfect opportunity to go to Paris. Yeah. Just by just by winning that, so yeah, I, I know there's a lot of talk about you know India and so forth and so on, but look, please, beaten them before, we've done it before. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. So, yeah. On to cycling now. Datuk Muhammad Azizul Hasni Awang gave us a bit of a scare uh, this week. Harish suffered minor injuries during an accident. However, I think this morning he's back uh, on light training. Um, that being said, though, would be a major blow if he doesn't compete, or would his number two, you know, Shah Fudaus, step up? To, to be honest with you. Um, Azizul Hasni's uh, participation is still... In the balance. Yeah, mm. because um, we will have to wait for the report from the National Sports Institute. Yeah. Um, some people say that you know, he'll definitely be there because the uh, injuries uh, seem rather superficial, but uh, we'll never know until we hear what the doctors have to say, the experts have to say. So, uh, you know, we will wait uh, at the age of, of our seats uh, when Thursday comes, mm, mm. Uh, you know, if it's a no-go for him, that's a potential gold medal, yep. you know, lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, um uh, to expect a gold medal for him is quite a... It'd be unfair. Yeah, it's, mm. it's a Herculean task. Mm. Um, but I'm not saying that he can't do it. Uh, he has the capabilities as well. But no, I, I mean, Azizul is on track, um, but hopefully he'll be on that flight. Mm, yeah, I yeah. mean, we see the performance of this duo at the Tokyo Olympics and, you know, it captured the imagination and it captured the attention of yeah. many, many Malaysians. Um, realistically, for Azizul Hasni, it'll be his final Asian Games outing yeah. with the swan song being Paris Olympics. Correct. And we are comparing these two to, say, squash, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't see any names after these two. Actually, it's come to a point where I've. There's nothing more to say. It's it's a clear reflection of the lack of a development uh, program, so to speak. Yes, uh, we had the same conversation when Chongwei left the yeah, scene. Yeah, we did. Yeah? Mm. Um, and it's not a problem exclusive to Malaysia alone. I think China too is still struggling to find good badminton players mm. after, you know, Lindan and Chen Long left the scene. Yeah. Uh, it's the same in Indonesia as well, although now they've got quite a number of uh, uh, athletes. But yeah, uh, and, and then sports evolve and, and 
it, it evolves rapidly. Mm. So you take badminton once again, for example. Mm. Everyone has got a clear chance of winning because everyone is that good yeah. at this point in time. Yeah, there's no more top two anymore. Correct. There, yeah. there, there's no one name that dominates the scene. I think I've also say, used this line repeatedly. So it's the same with other sports as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when it comes to cycling, I mean, uh, sometimes we get carried away with what we see here without realising that, you know, let's look at Australia, let's look at uh, yeah, the English, uh, England, yeah, mm. this cyclist from Great Britain. I mean, they are, you know, miles ahead. Mm. So, you know, how can we uh, quickly, um, you know, have that development program? How can we quickly, I mean, John Beasley has been doing a great job, fine job, uh, but also with limitations because mm. Mm. it's a celebrated sport but how many schools actually have a proper cycling program? How many velodromes do we have in the country? We have, but we just don't maintain them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a different conversation for another day. Yeah. But, you know, and then there's this uh, talk about BMX, for example. Yeah, I remember very clearly writing in 2213 that about 10, 15 years ago, John Weasley actually prepared a report to say that how we can incorporate BMX tracks in schools. Mm. Mm. You know, to 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 get more and more school kids. But what happened to that? Those plans. Mm. So everything looks pretty on paper. You know, there's a lot of conversation. There are a lot of conversations, but it's not because there are no policies to put into place. Because the policy makers are only there within their warming their seats for about five years or so. Mm. Um, over the past few years, it was barely a year or so. So yeah, so they just want to do policies that will get them those wins, those quick wins. Quick wins, yeah. But not mm. in the long term. And sadly, even if they do come up with long-term policies, it's never followed through. It's always like, take for example, uh, Liga Rakyat. Mm. It was initiated uh, just before the changing government. Mm. What happened to that? Mm. I thought that was a good uh, initiative. Uh, uh, initiative because mm. to get everyone involved in a, in a, in a league, the communities, mm. and then it spurs the sports industry. But we don't hear anything about it today. Mm. Hence why we only have two national cyclists yeah. on, on, on the um, Asian stage yeah. anyway. That cycling, uh, hopefully Azizul Hasni makes it. If not, Shafi Daos, we can put our support behind him. Of course. Uh, move on to badminton now, Harish. Something you mentioned, you know, 2018 in Palembang wasn't a great year for badminton at all. In fact, it was our worst ever outing. Mm -hmm. Came home empty-handed for the first time since 1986. Mm. And... Like how you mentioned, you know, um, right now badminton, especially in the singles departments, pretty much a level playing mm -hmm. field. It's a redemption on the cards here for badminton this year. Yeah, indeed. And uh, you've, you've seen the rise of the Thai players. Yeah. Uh, you've seen how, and for both the men's single and even the women's uh, uh, players, yep, yep. Japan has, mm -hmm. you know, um, progressed tremendously. You've got mm. the South Koreans. Of course, uh, players from China, yeah. uh, you can never, uh, what do you call it, deny them. Mm. And it being held in Palimbang, you cannot discount the Indonesians because they will want to perform their best. Mm. I, I think the only thing missing here is perhaps in the men's singles, Denmark. Denmark, <laughs> it's, not, sure. yeah, yeah. it's pretty much the it's World pretty Cup. Much the world, <laughs> correct, the World Championship, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, to be honest. I mean, let's look at the not only the current performance of our shuttlers, but also those from abroad. Yep, yep. Uh, let's compare their results. And in a nutshell, I mean, we, we don't have time to analyze one by one, but in a nutshell, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, and, definitely. you know, um, it, it could be a repeat of what happened. Well, not as bad as what happened in, uh, uh, what do you call it, in 2018. Yep. Uh, but perhaps maybe not even a single goal. Mm, mm. I mean, yeah? it's entirely possible, but, you know. But 
it's also in, entirely possible that we may come back with two or three goals. Yeah, that's how competitive badminton Correct. is, right? Correct. So badminton is such a fascinating sport today simply yeah. because it's no longer dominated by any one party. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dato Noza Zakaria also uh, mentioned that... you know, Tansri. 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 Uh, Dato Noza Zakaria also uh, mentioned that this outing will be a good barometer, like how you said, of how yeah. results will be like at next year's Olympics. Badminton, mm-hmm. except for Denmark, all the heavy hitters will be there. Yep. He pretty much summed up what we just uh, mm. uh, spoke about. Mm. I mean, from here itself, we will know, and not just for badminton, to be honest, for most of the sports, yep. it'll be a perfect indicator of you know where we stand at the moment compared to the athletes from the other nations. Mm. And uh, you know, moving forward, uh, what do we do within the short span of time? Mm. Because I've always said, whenever we prepare for a multi-sport game, it should be in cycles, two or three cycles ahead. We should be planning two to three cycles Which ahead. Which is what's happening now. Right. Uh, no, <laughs> we should not be talking about Paris. Paris Politics, is like pretty right. much, you know, like uh, mm. nothing much can be done. Yeah. It's, it's just a few more months left. Mm. Yeah, we should be talking about the one after and and after that, you know. So mm. so we should be talking about the Olympics in eight years to come, for example. Mm. Uh, mm. So the the planning should start now. But nevertheless, uh, not to digress. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with what Tansi Nuruza said, and it does not apply to just badminton alone, but all the other sports. Mm. For sure. Uh-huh. On to athletics now. Yeah. Uh, top sprinting ace Mama Azim, mm-hmm. who is Asia's number 14, by the way, due mm-hmm. to make again his Asian Games debut. Uh, man, a guy, a teen who's been training in the US. Mm-hmm. He has a long career ahead of him, mm-hmm. but do you think it's too soon for him to impress this year at the Asian Games? How old is he? 18. Eh? He's 20. 20, I think. Do you think that's no, young? That's not too young, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you better impress them. <laughs> you see, that, that's another thing as well. You know, when it comes to football, you know, professional players are playing in professional, in Premier League at what? Yep, 17, 18. Yeah, Correct. So it's just number. Correct. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, I think uh, 20, 21, 22, <clears throat> that's, that's pretty much... You know, you're, you're, you're prime and when you're 24, 25, you're already are, you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, really hope for the best and athletics indeed, um, it, it's been quite spirited, uh, quite exciting simply because we've not seen this kind of excitement for a long time. Yeah. Um, we've had, uh, you know, records being held on to for like what, decades, decades yeah. you know 30 years 40 years 50 years in fact uh, so and then suddenly you get uh, you know this young bunch of athletes who are showing that you know they are they are, they are eager to go out mm. to go abroad I mean mm. the last person uh, I remember who actually tried uh, her level best she went abroad uh, was Norisila Kale she That's was right. training in uh, uh, Germany mm-hmm. yeah and then but the others you know they were very reluctant and so yeah. forth and so on so here you have a breed of uh, athletes who are actually you know ex- being exposed to the competition out there and you know the competition out there is stiffer yeah. it's 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 way uh, what do you call it, competitive so I, I really look forward to Azim and uh, the other athletes yeah, yeah. Uh, performing I think yeah. Zaida Tol also said that she she's aiming for a, fin- a slot in the final mm, uh, mm. for the 100 meters mm. uh, event yeah I mean they, they are definitely you know the next, mm. the next generation of stars well current generation mm. of stars but I think it benefits them there's not I so think much Z- for, for Zaida Tol's case she's like today la. today yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think there's, much, there's no expectation of them it kind of benefits yeah. their performance as well right true true but at the same time we don't want to just um, uh, say that they are merely passengers sure, I, th- I think they thought yeah. um, you know like like in some instances let's be fair let's be real um, they are not going to you know come back with a podium finish mm. that's expected mm. that's expected from them what is also expected from them is for them to do at least register their personal best if not to break the national record mm. 
I, th- I think that that is the pressure that they need to to uh, live up to. Mm. And that's athletics. I think the, we have a long-standing medal drought at the at, at, at yeah, athletics. We do. I think the last medal we got, uh, like you mentioned, the game uh, Nora Sila came out. I think she won it back in two thousand six. Yeah, we, you mistaken. see, the thing is that when you have a winner, any sport, especially athletics. Yeah. The attention will suddenly be on that sport, mm. and you get more kids involved in that sport. Yeah, win-win. Yeah, for sure. So the idea for me, it's not just about winning the gold medal and returning with the gold medal. It's about inspiring mm. more and more kids to be part of the sport, to to partake in any way, mm. uh, whether it's an athlete, whether you know a graduation process to being a technical officer, so on and so on. But to be involved in the sport, so for that's that's the ultimate goal, if you ask me. Mm. Um, other than that, Harish, uh, we're looking at the other games that we're playing. Uh, Malaysia doing real wushu, equestrian, mm-hmm. archery. Any other medal prospects you can think of from the Asian games? Not really, to be honest. I mean, um, I, I would say sailing, sailing. Mm. 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 Actually, yeah, sailing. Uh, they 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 did quite well. In Jakarta, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Then you have uh, Sepatakro. Um, we spoke about that earlier. Cycling squash. I think we pretty much covered um, yeah. uh, those those main spots. So yeah, I I mean the, for the rest, if anything, wushu. Wushu. I yeah. would actually place my bet on wushu as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wushu is another they, one to look out yeah, for mm. because we've got uh, we've had world champions in our midst. Mm. So yeah, but the problem with these sports is that they are very subjective. So you'll never, it's not as clear cut as a yeah, you know correct, goal squad. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, well, hopefully you still do well. But one thing though, uh, 2018 esports was a demonstration sport. Mm-hmm. This year around, it's a medal sport. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe we can pick up a few from those as well. Well, if they do. Mm. Um, it would actually silence the critics who are still, you know, um, they still do not appreciate the fact that uh, sitting down and, you know, tapping on the keyboard is a sport. Mm, mm, so mm. if that happens, if they actually come back with uh, some form of a medal, I think that would pretty much silence uh, the, the critics. Yeah. Mm. Uh, last question, Harish, looking at the Asian Games happening this weekend and also ahead towards the uh, Olympics and even like you're mentioning after that, what are your hopes for you know, the level of performance, the level of consistency that, you, that our athletes should be putting out? I think I say this at every um, show <laughs> when it comes to before a, a, a multi-sport yeah. Um, game. Yeah. Yeah. Progress. And how do you define progress? Basically, by achieving results. Whether it, once again, I repeat myself: whether it's a personal best, whether it's a national record, or whether it's coming back with a gold medal, mm. we need to see progress. Progress does not mean achieving X number of medals and being happy with that, and you know, um, boasting on social media saying we have achieved this, yay! No, that's not progress because that is short-lived accomplishment. Yeah, um, how do we then move on from that? That was 2213's Harish Dio as this week on the program we've been previewing this weekend's Asian Games. And with that, we'll come to the end of this week's episode. If you'd like to revisit this interview, you can head over to our website www.bfm.my forward slash barnan. And if you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can tweet us. We are at BFM Radio. My name is Daryl Ong and this has been Barnan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.